here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Rob McCarron. Maybe, maybe Rob's just getting a little Twitter happy with polls. Maybe. Jeff Hawkins. Rob likes his polls. I do. I like the polls. I'm, I'm a big poll fan. I mean, I, as many polls as I can get in me, I will take them. You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. Yeah, that's it. Apparently, I, <laughs> apparently I don't have music on that one. Yeah, so oh, we're, uh, we're professionals. Hot start. <laughs> hot start. Um, yeah, well, I had so much time. We had so much time in between the show ending NXT TakeOver London and the start of this that you would have thought. quick, quick, throw Bailey's music on. We'll, we'll cover for it. Da, 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 da. I, no, I, I don't have it. I have uh, Sasha Banks's. I have Finn Balor's. We could play Finn Balor's. Uh, listen to some Sasha Banks. But uh, hi, everybody. Rob McCarron here, Jeff Hawkins, uh, Shake Them Ropes, episode 123, talking NXT TakeOver London, and the big news, that we have the same NXT champion, Finn Balor, defeating Samoa Joe in the main event of the show. Uh, Before we get into each match on the show and what we thought, I mean, overall, NXT TakeOver, which had a 3 o'clock Eastern start time, it is now currently, what, uh, 2.30 where you are, Mm -hmm. 5.30 here in the uh, East Coast of the U.S., show is over. We are here at an early time, earlier than when we even record our regular shows, uh, much earlier than the 11.30 p.m. in the East we were here on Sunday for the YouTube show. This show, a very good takeover. I'm not going to get into ranking where it places on all of the takeovers. Maybe you have that. I don't know. But, uh, I mean, from, no. from start to finish, I mean, a very entertaining show. Each match delivered. There was not a bad match on the show. We've gone now two straight events on the WWE Network with TLC and NXT TakeOver London, where there were no bad matches anywhere. Yeah, I mean, if... Well, number one, if you had told me that there was going to be a Samoan champ at the end of the week, I would have told you it would be Samoan Joe. Yeah, um. I, I, I thought Samoa <laughs> Joe was going to win the title here. I really did, but uh, nope, Finn Balor got the victory. But as, as to your point, yeah, you know, they do such a much better job at NXT making the card varied with different styles of matches as opposed to the kind of the similar style of all the matches on the top of it, uh, it on the, uh, I mean the top brand at least mm-hmm. uh, solid card. Uh, you know what? I may have liked the first half of this card better than the second half. Yeah. What about you? Yeah, sure. Okay. I mean, I thought the opener was excellent and this was the match that we were looking forward to the most, right? Asuka. Yeah. And I loved, I love that tag match. I thought the tag match yes. over delivered. Over-deli- For- for who was in it, uh, a lot yeah. of the times when you have Enzo Amore and Big Cass, a lot of it is about the entrance. It's about how the crowd reacts to them. Mm-hmm. You don't hear too many people talking about the match itself when you're previewing right. an Enzo and Cass match. And then you put on the other side Dash and Dawson, who are not guys that are going to light up a crowd. They're not guys who are going to light up a preview of a show. They're not guys that you're going to look at and be like, oh, I have to see them wrestle big time. Right. And they went in there had more than what I would say a very solid tag match. I mean, that's a tag team match that might be one of the better. Uh, I mean, one of the pay-per-views this year for NXT was the Dusty Rhodes Tag Classic, right? 
where yes. there were three really good tag matches on the show. I'd put this one with Big Cass and Enzo right up there with the matches we saw in the Dusty Classic. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It fits in there. It, it wouldn't be the top one, no. but it, it definitely it definitely fits, yeah. There are no Jason Jordan and Chad Gable. Um, two no. guys that were on this show here tonight, not on the TakeOver Live special, but when they tape television, because uh, next week's NXT TV will be uh, a tape show from this very crowd here in London, and mm-hmm. they will be one of the tag team matches. It's a four-way tag team match with Jason Jordan and Chad Gable. So we're going to see how the crowd reacts to them. I mean, a lot of the talk all week on this UK tour was how this crowd reacted to Jason Jordan and Chad Gable each night. And I'm really excited to see it. Like when we went into Brooklyn, you know, one of the big things going in was how would that crowd reaction be to Enzo and Cass? How crazy would it be? Same thing kind of going into NXT TV next week is what I want to see with Chad Gable and Jason Jordan. Basically all that to say, the NXT tag team division, Dash and Dawson holding their own. Solid. Solid. So, so good for the future. Solid. So good. Oh. With the hype bros in there, I'm, I'm fine with the hype oh, bros too. I mean, I'm not you know saying what? that name to be like, oh, and then you got these other teams. I like all, most of the teams in this division, I'd say the Vaude Villains, honestly, right now, just because they kind of had their time or on the bottom of the totem pole for me, but a uh, pretty exciting division. I would say the dubstep Cowboys are probably on the bottom of the division for me, but, okay. uh, but you know, I, yeah, hype bros have no, nowhere but up to go, but they're improving. I like them. I mean, this division, I, lo- I love tag team wrestling, so I'm just... You do this all is, a flutter. Yeah. I am all a flutter about the NXT tag team division. Right. And and before we get off of it, mm-hmm. go ahead. These NXT crowds on the road, good on you guys. Yeah. Oh, oh my goodness. How it must be such a culture shock to the new call ups uh-huh. from NXT to WWE, where everybody loves every match on these big shows, and then you get there and you're in death spots. Or you're low on the card, and mm. you're just like, eh, nobody cares about my stuff up yeah. here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm liking it. I'm, I'm excited to see where they go with this tag team division because there are a lot of teams. I mean, you have Jason Jordan and Chad Gable in here. You have Big Cass and Enzo who, based on their match, I don't see them out of the tag, uh, the tag title picture anytime soon. It seemed like everything going with that match was for them to do another one, maybe with the story of, okay, Big Cass has to get fully healthy, right? Yeah. They went after the knee again. Uh, so maybe that's the story. Maybe some other team jumps in line. I mean, the Fod villains, it's pretty safe to say they're probably out for a little while uh, as far as in the title picture, but you have other teams that are climbing up the ranks there. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mean, this NXT TakeOver show, five matches going about two hours and 10 minutes this entire show did. It was allotted two and a half, uh, but like the last TakeOver, it didn't quite go all two and a half. Um, entertaining, fun. Every match in the show went longer than 10 minutes. So there you go. I mean, especially with the opener here, Asuka and Emma, the biggest thing I wanted was for them to get time. You know, I, I wanted to I am, see Emma I'm in a glad big time they, match. You know what? I'm glad they didn't use the full two and a half because it probably yeah. would have felt like it overstayed its welcome. Yeah. And it didn't. I mean, this was a show going in where, you know, Asuka and Emma was a match I was super hyped for. I was looking mm-hmm. forward to see what they did with the main event, of course, but I wasn't going in thinking this was going to be one of the best takeovers. I didn't go in thinking every match on this is going to be crazy awesome. I mean, I thought the middle of the show would be pretty basic, which is not a mm-hmm. bad thing, by the way. But nope. even Bailey and Nia Jax delivered over what I expected going in. This was a show where I had tempered expectations going in, and I was blown away because of that. And I wonder if that's the prevailing opinion. I mean, how do you feel on the whole show overall? Do you feel like you got more than what you paid for or what you expected? Oh, God, yes. Yeah. 
Yes. Yes. I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I said, I mean, I, 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 pre- I thought I said from the get go, I thought this show over delivered it, over expected. I remember I tweeted earlier today to you, mm-hmm. have we set the bar too high for this show? You did. You tweeted to be it out. disappointed. I retweeted. We got a couple of uh, comments back where people were thinking just that. I mean, they, you know, they thought that uh, maybe we're hyped a little bit too much for the show because you look at the talent involved. I mean, this was not going to be. Uh, a Bailey Sasha Banks Divas title match. This was not going to be Sami Zayn working his ass off uh, on the show wherever he was. I mean, there were certain right. people that were not on the show where you had Baron Corbin on the show, which some people are still not on the bandwagon for him. I'm hoping tonight kind of changes that a little bit. Uh, it, it was not a show going in for the work rate crowd where you thought the right. show was going to be one of the all-time classics in the ring for WWE, but it, it delivered uh, I, I just big time. And that's the story coming out of this match and the show is this will be a show where six months from now, if you want to go back and watch an NXT takeover from 2016, yeah, you may watch other shows first for some of the bigger matches, maybe a Sasha Banks, Bailey, uh, maybe the Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens from earlier this year. But if you want to go watch for two hours, a solid show from top to bottom, this might be number one on a lot of people's pick list. Yeah. This sort of the dusty classic one, I think. Yeah. Dusty Uh, classic. Yeah. Respect was a really good show over uh, overall with the story of that tag classic and the second Sasha Bailey match yeah the and and as to my tweet the the funny thing was about this show they took all my concerns and addressed them yeah especially in that nia Jax bailey match i cannot wait to talk about that (laughs) well let's get into it and i asked those uh, we are live right now on youtube voicesofwrestling.com slash youtube you can watch the show listen to the show uh if you don't get a chance to be on it live if you're listening to this later on on the audio podcast or you know scavenging around youtube uh, you can watch the video anytime. It does not have to be live with us. We have it on the channel. You can watch it literally from the moment we stop. It is there in on-demand form or listen to us on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the regular ways that you may be accustomed to. But if you are listening live in the chat room, we have the live chat going. Hi, first of all. Uh, but let us know what you thought on the show. I mean, you can talk with others about the show, but uh, you know, if you have a question for Jeff or I, if you have something specific you want to get addressed, Mention it in the chat. I'm doing my best to uh, manage and review that chat as we go along while also paying attention to uh, to Jeff and his usually great on-the-mark points. Uh, so I, <laughs> I just want to make sure this show goes thoroughly. But if you're on the chat, thank you for joining us live. Uh, hopefully it's a better time for you all. Usually we're doing this at 1130 at night on the East Coast, and right now it's only 530. So, uh, so thank you for joining us all here in the chat. But we get right into it. The match that, you know, I was going in. I wanted to see this one. They gave it to us right away. Emma and mm-hmm. Asuka. Asuka gets the win after three different interference false finishes with Dana Brooke and a weapon. And Emma went in doing what she had been doing on TV, looking like she just wanted to kill somebody. And that was an interesting uh, dynamic in this match because Asuka does the same thing. Asuka does kind of like the opposite where she she smiles. She's happy in there. But then physically, she looks like she's killing you with what she's doing in the ring. Emma, for the whole time, demeanor and what she's doing in the ring with her kicks and different moves, looks like she wants to kill you. Uh, this was a really good style match going on. Uh, I, you know, I, I loved Emma in it. I loved Asuka in it. I loved the false finishes because I really did think, okay, they're going to give Emma a win here. And this is how they take Asuka down a peg. But Asuka overcame all of it. And she ends up getting the win. You know what? Uh- Asuka is like a bear playing with her prey. That's mm-hmm. what it feels like. I loved her creepy strutting in this. It was so it threw me off for a few moments. I'm like, okay, can we stop and get to the match? But it worked here. I liked um 
I thought Emma's offense, because everybody was like, well, maybe Asuka should just tear through Emma here. No, I, I thought Emma's offense was very, very credible in terms of taking down Asuka. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and Emma's, that's one of the big improvements with Emma, um, I think, over her time in NXT, her first run and now her current run, is yeah. everything she does looks like it's real in the ring. Like, she's right up on par with a Sasha Banks or a Bailey in the ring. I mean, it... The matter, oh, yeah. the matter of her doing the goofy gimmick with the dancing and then having the failed run on the WWE main roster kind of hurts her a little bit in the fans' eyes, I think. But Emma's right there with them. But, but I mean, even not even as a technician here, but I mean, right. just the choices they were making in ring in the match in terms of what offensive moves Emma was going to do and how she was going to do them sure. were the perfect choices to tear down Asuka and her offense here. And, I, you know, you know the, the, the whip into the, into the turnbuckle, but not just that kind of... Irish whip, but the the forced whip that you that you do with with a little bit of extra oomph to to take her out, you know those little touches in there. And he, here's something that'll blow your mind. I thought Dana Brooke was great in this match as, as a manager yes. slash cheerleader. She was cheerleader. She was inspiring. She was, she was she inspiring. Was oh yeah, I mean she was giving inspirational quotes. You All can nonsense. do it. Don't you give can. up. Don't, Don't give ever up. give up. I mean, she was the Jimmy V of this entire match, and it was just classic. And Dana Brooke, great. Uh, Dana Brooke got some serious tan while she was oh, yeah. over there in London. Uh, and yeah, and the whole presentation, Asuka having yeah. to fight both Dana Brooke and Emma. But at the same time, it's not like she was really fighting off Dana Brooke because Dana Brooke no. didn't get physically involved uh, to the extent you might have thought going in uh, she she had a distraction there but really it was Asuka and Emma and Emma doing everything she can um I I thought this for all the hype that I had going into this it delivered even more uh yeah I, I, I kind of wish, wish they had gotten gotten that Dana wasn't interfering because she was still suffering the effects mm -hmm. kind of given those little touches on commentary commentary was a little off and on tonight but yeah. you know uh, but but <laughs> I'm glad they did not do I'm glad they did not pay off the interference uh, finish in terms of yeah. in terms of giving the heels the screw job win here. I think, but the way they were doing it with the three different false finishes yeah. was phenomenal. Especially, especially the uh, the 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 ode to Eddie Guerrero, where Oscar has the chain in her hand and Drake turns around. By by the way, <laughs> just just because I take notes on this thing, okay. when the ref when the ref bump happened, uh -huh. my words. Drake, you pussy. <laughs> Listen. I, he's done years of death matches. Right. And, and this but he hasn't, he, he hasn't done it for two years. And let's face <laughs> it, the neck and the head area, very important right now in WWE yes. land. You know, yes. he kind of had a weird little neck thing there. So I'm fine with that. Have Rob talk to Drake. That's what I <laughs> Rob, Yeah. I'll ask him. I'll ask him about that. I, I always loved but, but when I had I loved, to sell for I, different things. When you're a ref and you have to sell for like small things that wouldn't hurt normal people, but you, because you're wearing the striped shirt, yeah, so die. You put on the striped shirt, you get made a paper mache automatically. Yeah. I mean, yeah. like the Hogan Nash finger poke of doom, like that would actually hurt a ref. Yes. Yeah. You take a bump from that, you're dead. <laughs> um, but yeah, we have, uh, I asked on the uh, YouTube chat too, uh, did how many people who are on the show skipped work or class? to watch this show live. I mean, there are certain people on this show right now that skipped work to watch this show live. I'm sure there were a lot of others. I heard we were, uh, you know, on the Twitter feed at shake them ropes on Twitter. People were talking about how they took a, took an off day from work today 
or you know, missed the class. You know, someone in here, um, Saxy Roro, said, I'm at work, skipped a hypnotist. P.S. Wow. Asuka is so awesome. So skipped a hypnotist to watch this show. Uh, As well, you should. They're, yeah, they're carnies. Not? They're oh, carnies. Go not? watch the other carnies on the TV. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Smurfy Jones in the chat comparing Dana Brooke to recent Shia LaBeouf. Just do it, Emma. Just do it, Emma. There's Dana Brooke. Uh, some people some people did have to watch it work, too. I wonder how many people are out there who actually watched on their phone. And that's the beauty about the WWE Network. I mean, you can mm -hmm. do it on USA Now. Like, if you work nights on Mondays, you could watch Raw because they show it on USA streaming. But for the longest time, you wouldn't be able to. You can't watch a pay-per-view. You can't watch Raw and all these TV shows while at work. And now you can watch it right on your phone, right on your iPad. I believe Sasha Banks was watching it on her phone. Sasha in Banks Boston. in Boston yeah. getting chicken thrown at her. Yeah. <laughs> Poor girl. I mean, getting... probably, probably by Biggie. <laughs> yeah. What a, what a shame. Um, we'll, we have a couple of questions in here too, asking if it's too early for Nia Jax and Oscar. And we'll get to that once we get to the Bailey Nia Jax match, because we might have some thoughts on that too. Uh, mm -hmm. But overall so far, a plus for the show as we go from Emma and Oscar. Uh, so the second match of the night, which was the tag team title match, Enzo and Big Cass. Uh, I'm wondering when they are going to go away from the Colin Cassidy name because he still comes out. He's Colin Cassidy. Uh, you have the big show, so it might be a little bit difficult to name him Big Cass. But at this point, you should just call him Big Cass. Big Cass or Cassidy, yeah. Yeah, I, I know it's a nickname and that's fine. But you know what? Use that. That should be his ring name, Big Cass. This, this may come as a shock to you. I think Enzo's over. Enzo's over as in, <laughs> as in done or as in, oh my God, look at the pop this guy gets. As in, oh my God. All the time. Fans. Love him. All the love time. Love him. They do. They love themselves some Enzo Amore. Uh, Enzo and Amore, or Enzo Amore and Big Cass failed in their quest to regain the tag team championships uh, from Dash and Dawson, who got the who are you chance uh, at the open of this match. But by the end of it, uh, so what? The crowd didn't really want to see Dash and Dawson uh, win, no. but they saw that and respectable. I mean, this was a solid tag team match, as you said. Uh, nothing special. Like, I don't know if I'm going to remember anything from this one, but I'm not oh, going to remember the, any. The end, the end, the, the super. Uh... Oh, <coughs> excuse me. Yeah, that was the, the finish. There was pretty great. Yeah. The no, finishing that finish sequence. Was great. Yeah. And I'll, I'll personally remember because uh, old Scott Dawson. Scott Dawson and I talk a little bit on Twitter, but I don't you think do, he did it just for me. You do. It's weird because, like, you mentioned Jim Cornette, and all of a sudden you're best friends with Dash and Dawson. <laughs> oh yeah, and be, the hard and, and the hardliners. Yeah, that'd, that'd be cool I, if we I got Jim Cornette. You're right. Yeah, you you and, do. You speak their language. Speak like, their language. oh man. You, and right. and 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 here, my boy Scott Dawson breaks out the slingshot suplex and the gourd buster in the same match. Ode to Tully and Arn. Yeah. Um, loved it. Loved it. Loved it. Loved it. In our, in our chat, grammarian in the chat room says, who cares? Let him be Colin Cassidy. But you kind of <laughs> go to my point because he misspelled Cassidy. So I, you know, <laughs> go with big Cass. You aren't going to get fans who don't know how to spell the name. Right. Well, so. I, I'll call him big Cass, Colin Cassidy. I like having full names. I don't like mm. when they just ought to, all of a sudden drop names like you got, Antonio Cesaro becomes Cesaro. I think that's big E big E in there kind of gets it. You got too many bigs. Yeah. Too many bigs. Can't be big cast. But um, the other touch to this match that I really, really liked is that Carmel is the one who ended up blowing it for them. 
If she had been in position instead of cheering with the fans on the yeah. one, two, three count, she was cheering. Yeah. Old, old, old Scott can't get in there and pull out Enzo's leg. Now it's true. Correct. Correct me here if I'm wrong. Because I, I looked, I actually looked this up because I'm like, how tall is Enzo Amore? Because he always looks small in the ring to me. He's really short. He's, he, no, he's 5'11". Yeah, well, but I mean, he's he's that's taller that he's taller than both Dash and Dawson. I yeah. think. That, Are you sure that, he's five eleven? Yeah, five ten, five eleven. I I would buy five ten. Yeah, About maybe the with the thing. hair. Maybe maybe it's like a Fletch thing. He's like six four and then six nine with the afro. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's super tall with the hair. That's why you spike it up. You know, stop dropping that ruler on my head. There's the hair. That's that's me. Yeah. That's me. But he looked bigger than both of them in this match. Yeah, he did. No, because Dash and Dawson are pretty tiny. I mean, small. I mean, they're tiny, tiny. I wonder, too, uh, do you remember Chad Collier? Do you know who Chad Collier is? Former ROH. He was an ROH undercard undercard guy for the mid-2000s. He had the WWE deal. He was the doctor in the Kane skit with Shane several years back. Chad Collier, um, when I ran a couple of shows in Fort Wayne back in the early 2000s, Chad Collier was on the show. Chad Collier is the type of guy that I think if he came around 10 years later, if he was around now, he would get a WWE deal and he would be a Dash Dawson type guy, an Elias Sampson type guy even in mm-hmm. WWE. That's where he always wanted to go, but he's a little smaller guy. He's He looks the part and he's very solid in the ring. Probably wouldn't be anything special. Uh, no, but NXT also takes smaller guys and makes them look they do. great. That's, that, that's their big thing. And we'll get into that when we get into the Bailey match as that, well. I every, mean, that... Every time I look at, uh, which is the one I'm blanking right now, which is the one with the, the Remy mustache, the, the Lemmy that's, mustache. That's, that's, uh, that's Scott Dawson. Scott Dawson. Yeah. The black little beard and mustache guy. Scott Dawson reminds me of Chad Collier. The only reason I okay. mention it for those who, uh, for know who Chad Collier is. Uh, but yeah, so we have the retaining tag team champions. We have over delivered, over delivered for me. Yeah, no, I, I didn't expect much going in. For sure. Mm-hmm. So that uh, another big win. Um, what's next for them? Would you say? I mean, is it time for Jason Jordan and Chad Gable? Do they go back to Enzo and Cast? Do they wait? Because in my mind, I would wait for Enzo and Cast to do the angle where okay, Cast came back a little early with the knee injury. They played up the knee the whole match. Uh, come back early, get rested, get tested, wrestle some uh, undercard matches, and then maybe at WrestleMania time they get their shot again and possibly win it around WrestleMania time. That's not a bad idea. I think, you know what I do here is I probably put in Jordan and Gable to go up against them and okay. to fail yeah. at some point. Oh, and to fail too, sure. In in a in a in a fail. All right. But then but then to build up tension between Enzo and Cass and Jordan and Gable a little bit as to who the number one contender should be. Okay. And you kind of, and you kind of tween off Enzo and Cass depending on who they're facing. Yeah. To me. A little bit. I mean, I think that's the way to go. I don't think you put them immediately back in with the injury um, just because. And it's it's a clean enough win where they can move on yeah. to another team and be fine. Um, and you can always – and the thing about Cass and Enzo is they're so popular, you can always stick them back in the title hunt. The mistake was not putting the belts on them in Brooklyn. I mean, that was a mistake. Right. Yeah. But um, – but either way you go, I like your idea a lot. I just don't think you can draw it out to WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. I think by the time WrestleMania comes around, fans will be clamoring for Jordan and Gable. And by that time, you may probably have turned Enzo and Cass heel on Jordan and Gable okay. for being jealous or something. 
it's uh yeah I, I'm I'm excited to see where the tag team division goes. Uh, this was a solid bout. Continuing, continuing, continuing with NXT Takeover. <laughs> uh, I'm dealing with a dilemma because the audio. Are you having a Are you having a stroke over there? <laughs> I might. No. What I'm doing is okay. So I'm in the chat and on the live stream here. My video is frozen. Uh huh. Yes, my video is frozen. Don't know why. Don't know how exactly I'm going to fix it. The audio seems to be okay. So for those listening on the audio podcast, hopefully everything should be working out. But for those in video, they're staring at me making what appears to be a duck face. I don't know why, but uh, <laughs> we will try to adjust while going on with the show. Uh, but Baron Corbin, Apollo Crews, and the result that I think surprised a lot of people, uh, except for the two of us here. And I'm not trying to say told you so to anybody. I'm not trying. I just thought this might've been the one where Baron Corbin gets that big win, uh, avoiding the Tyler breeze aspect where you're always in the big match and losing uh, Baron mm -hmm. Corbin gets the win. And to me, this kind of, it didn't telegraph the main event, but it foreshadowed the main event a little bit to me, because if you're given the Baron Corbin win here, then maybe Finn Balor wins the main event. And this is your next program possibly. Yeah for Finn Balor. But regardless of that, Baron Corbin gets the win in a match that went about 12 minutes. The first two mm -hmm. matches on the show, by the way, went 15 minutes each. I mean, they gave Asuka and Emma 15 minutes and I loved every minute of it, uh, which goes to show that you can put people, put the women in long matches on the show and they don't have to be Sasha Banks. They don't have to be, uh, you know, Bailey. I'm not saying put all of them. You're not going to put Alexa Bliss probably in 15 minutes yet, but you can trust some of the other talents there in the division. Uh, but this match went 12 minutes. Baron Corbin gets the win. What do you think about Baron Corbin and Apollo Crews? Apollo Crews' first TV loss in NXT. Well, I, as I said in the preview on, on Voices of Wrestling, I think Apollo Crews can take a loss here. He's new enough where he has time to recover from this and, and to build up his resume. He's not main, of, main roster ready yet. As much as okay. he's, had, he's had all those matches, you know, on on the indie scene, he's not yet quite yet ready to go on the main roster. Mm -hmm. So this will give him some more time down there. Corbin. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here, <laughs> because I only heard part of this. I heard stay in the little small gyms and stuff. Did he really say you should have stayed in ring of honor? I believe that's what he said. I believe you, he, because Baron Corbin doesn't know every independent company in the United States, he knows of ring of honor. So he probably assumes this guy came from ring of honor. He, however, did not. But as an anti indie heel, that makes it perfect. Doesn't it? Yeah. Kind of <laughs> that. He doesn't know who's on. Why would he need to know? Roster? Yeah, why no, why I, would I he need he, to know? See, I didn't hear the ring of honor part. I had heard, I heard someone quote that part and I just went, okay, cool. Um, I thought Corbin was a credible heel bully. Big man here. Mm -hmm. um, nothing spectacular from him, but solid. You know, it, it didn't blow me away as he's the next big star, but it was a, you know, it might have been one of Baron Corbin's best matches I've seen from him. Yeah. In terms of actual in-ring worksmanship. So, I mean, I was fine. It, it didn't blow me away, but you know what? I, I can't fault anything in it necessarily either. It, it right. was just kind of, it was, it was, might have been a little plotting in terms of pace, but other than that, it was a solid cool down match before the two title matches. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I I liked it. Uh I was going, I was looking at uh Apollo Cruz 
because I wanted to go see if he ever even had like a tryout match in Ring of Honor. One type of match to where I can say, you know what? You you survived. You escaped by the skin of your teeth, Baron Corbin, with the go back to Ring of Honor remark. Well, it does not look like UHA Nation, the former Apollo Crews, the current Apollo Crews, wrestled in Ring of Honor. One thing struck me. Uh, he wrestled once in IWA Mid-South. Yes. Ian Rotten. So... This guy, this was back in 2010, so he wasn't by anywhere close to the big name that he is now, or he was at the end of his independent run. Apollo Crews wrestled once in IWE Mid-South. He lost on the tryout show to a guy named Donovan Ruddick, who is the former JT Porter, or DT Porter, one of these names, in DT Porter in FCW, WWE Developmental. So All he right. lost to a guy that ended up getting signed by WWE, went to Florida Championship Wrestling, did not last very long, had a couple of uh, matches live in 2011. This guy, and, I, and I'm following, I'm going down the rabbit hole of former FCW guys, and I'm looking at Donovan Ruddick, who wrestled as DT Porter. This guy is currently on trial for murder. Brian McGee is his name. He gets okay. cut. He gets cut from WWE developmental in 2013, gets in a car crash, is arrested for murder. Drunk driving. Well, I guess the car crash was happening when he was escaping. Uh, when he was oh. running away. So he gets in a car crash, oh. running away from police after, you know, trying after being suspected for murder, kills, uh, kills a poor woman in Florida. And this happened in 2013, July. And he is still, incarcerated have not gone to trial yet for this murder. So I'm looking at this. I'm like, so Apollo Cruz wrestled in IWA Mid-South in bumfuck Illinois and lost to a guy currently on trial for murder. Pro wrestling. I, I have no follow-up for that. I can't do it. Sorry. Pro, pro wrestling. <laughs> um, for those now, now, what do you do with Apollo after this? I don't know. I mean, Apollo Crews and Samoa Joe. That's not a bad. If one. if Samoa if Samoa Joe's not going right to uh you know the main event if Samoa Joe's not getting his rematch by the way I should say, right? You know I don't I wonder, I wonder if that's what you do. Okay. But I I don't know how they're going to string out so many people. You also have to have a main event for, you know they're going to do Takeover, in the- Dallas. Oh yeah. That too. Yeah, the Rumble event is going to be a TV taping, so they got a lot of TV taping. I don't know if they're going to do a takeover in February. I honestly don't, but they are going to do a takeover in Dallas. Mm-hmm. So you would think that you would want to have the biggest possible match you can put on there. And I don't know if that's Baron Corbin. I don't know if that's going to be the returning Sami Zayn somewhere in the picture. Yeah, I think that might be Zayn and Balor. Yeah. There's, yeah. A, lot, there's a lot of options. Okay. So uh, but it's a question and, you know, they got plenty of TV to try and figure that out. So uh, it, it's going to be interesting. It, it'll be tickets, interesting. By the way, take tickets for that event go on sale Saturday. Kids, yes. If you want to go out, go after it on the internet and uh, stay away from us because we want two tickets too. So <laughs> I know I got to, I got to find tickets to that show and you know, get all these Dallas plans. People in the chat saying mm-hmm. I really strung out that uh, Donovan Riddick story. Well, oh, it was a long, oh yeah, it was a long way to go without a point. I was trying to, I was trying to find my window where okay. I had all the information and I couldn't find it. So I was, I was stringing it out. Yes. Okay. But, uh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? 
Uh, also, by the way, I have not been able to fix my microphone yet. I think my the camera that I use mm-hmm. has frozen. Like the actual camera is malfunctioning. So I don't know if I'm actually going to come back. Maybe I'll just put up my frozen face on the entire picture. Uh, frozen where it is. I don't know. Otherwise, right now, I just got you full screen, buddy. Oh, no, yeah. my sexy. All my sexy. Yeah, I got Let's you. Go. I got you full screen. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, so what's next for the two of these guys? I don't know, but I like the fact that Baron Corbin did get the win. I'm a big fan of Baron Corbin, as you know. Yes. All righty, we go to the women's championship match. Bailey, Nia Jax, mm-hmm. no Eva Marie. Surprising. This in ma- a way, this match but... went 13 minutes, uh, so a long match for Nia Jax, and she was dominating all of it. Until Bailey does, uh, Bailey gets the gets the win here via submission. The smartest match of the card. It 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 floored me because my concerns were, well, Nia Jax is not a great technical wrestler, mm-hmm. not you know, and wouldn't be able to do a match like Sasha or Becky could with Bailey. You go ahead and continue. I don't know. I don't know what happened there, but I uh, I cut <laughs> off your audio. Because I'm trying to fix my camera. Gosh darn it. Okay, so... Go on, yes. Where did I cut off? Um, Just a couple of seconds before I told you. So we were talking about... We were talking about the smartest match in the show. Yes. What they This was a main roster sports entertainment, big person versus smaller person uh-huh. uh, match. They yep. didn't try and recreate a, a Becky or a Sasha match here. Um, and the smartest part about was that Bailey could not use her normal offense on Nia Jax. She couldn't. She couldn't set up elbows, and 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 do a belly to Bailey on her. So they gave her a different move set to conquer this giant. Mm-hmm. And and Nia Jax perfectly fine here, being a big, arrogant bully who was a little too full of herself and her power, making arrogant covers, which unfortunately the the commentary team never caught on to how did she kick out from that? Well, Nia Jackson only had one foot on her chest. Genius. Right. That's how <laughs> it floored me that Byron Saxton said that. Well, I mean, it's Byron Saxton. I, Byron yeah, Saxton I on all these international shows. This guy was with Michael Cole on the, uh, on the big Japan show. So I, but, I, you know, and they were calling this, by the way, we didn't mention they were calling the show from Stanford. This was being oh, called. Were they? Yeah. They were not live in London. Huh. This whole show was being broadcast from London with the announcers doing it in a uh, in a room in Stanford. Wow. Okay. Yep. And Nia just killed her. Killed her for half the match, which was great. Just kept on doing Samoan drops and leg mm-hmm. drops. And, and then Bailey decides you know, guillotine choke will be the way to go here. And did it a few times. They may have done it one too many times here. Mm-hmm. But overall, the finish of the match was great. Yeah. And the story of the match was great. And this this is the way they should have done Daniel Bryan as champ yeah. once he won. If they're going to put him up against a Kane or a Big Show for that first program, instead of being the little guy who tries to use his normal offense, he adapts mm-hmm. and overcomes. That would have been the way to do it. And they're doing it great here with Bailey. No problem with this match. Yeah, the story was excellent. I mean, you know, Bailey was this thing that just wouldn't go away that was hanging on to Nia Jax for dear life and to try and bring her down to size. And, and Jeff, did I mention a story about Apollo Crews that I wanted to tell you about? Uh, was it about, um, being in a tryout match with a, a guy on trial and losing to a guy currently on trial for murder. 
Mm. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you about that one off air. Um, okay. So, <laughs> Nia Jax and Asuka, we had the backstage stare down. Yeah. Asuka's coming in as Nia Jax is giving her promo about how she's going to beat Bailey. Well, she didn't. So, one of the questions going into this show was would Nia Jax win and then maybe Asuka go for the title? Because that seems to be what somewhat they were pushing towards because Nia Jax was unbeatable and Asuka was unbeatable. Well, now it looks like they are going in that direction, not in the title picture, maybe the winner of this program getting the next title shot, but Asuka and Nia Jax, it'll be a big test for Asuka, I think. And another way Nia Jax can prove she can work with, you know, several of the different roster members in NXT. Mm -hmm. Interesting because Asuka comes off a win and Nia comes off a loss to start this program, yeah. which is, which is interesting. I, you know, my only drawback on Naya tonight is not when she's in a move, but in the aftermath of a move, her, her selling needs a little bit of work in terms of reaction because her one move is to, is the checking for blood thing. That's what she does yeah. um, all the time. I wish she, she needs to vary that up just a little bit more because you're not bleeding from a choke necessarily. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it's interesting because I would think, okay, maybe they're making Asuka go through Naya to get to Bailey. Maybe. Because um, I was trying to figure out, okay, where does Bailey go from here? And and looking forward to WrestleMania like you. Right. Where because last time, I'm thinking, because it would be too weird to put Emma with her after losing to Asuka. Yeah. But they could, they could find a reason to do that. They could. And my other thought was Becky Lynch doing a special match down for NXT. Yeah, I, I don't, I could, I could see it being Becky. I would figure that NXT takeover that happens in April, there will be someone from the WWE roster on that show. Like someone who's a regular WWE roster member. I mean, if they don't do Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn at WrestleMania, why not do it in NXT Dallas, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that would be a huge match. And you can do Kevin Owens like he did at SummerSlam work, you know, the NXT show and then WrestleMania. Two days it's a lot later. to ask of a guy. That's a lot to ask. Of. It's a lot to ask of a guy, but you would think that Kevin Owens likely, we don't know what Kevin Owens is going to do at WrestleMania. He could be a guy in a singles match, but most likely just based on the odds, he's going to be in a multi-man match somewhere, possibly yeah. a ladder match for, for whatever championship. So if he's going to be in that match, why not have him come down for the singles match? The feud that didn't really end with Sami Zayn. I mean, it, it ended because of the injury, Okay. Uh, but maybe you do one more match with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. I don't know. But you're, you're right. The question is, we we ask what happens with Asuka and Emma and and Nia Jax because we saw that in on, in front of our face here on TakeOver. We didn't see what's going to happen with Bailey, and that's true. We don't have a logical contender for Bailey right now. Now, what kind of match do you do with Asuka and Nia here? Because <laughs> do you do one where Nia just absorbs these kicks of hers? And doesn't die from them. Yeah. And just kind of walks through them. Probably. You also have, you know, Asuka trying to lock in the chicken wing where she might not be able to get a very good grip on the larger woman of Nia Jax. So you, right. you could do a couple of different things. And, and and this is the this is the point where I don't question how they can get around certain things because I just right. saw Nia Jax get around with Bailey. Yeah. I just saw they're Asuka smart, get around they're with smart, They're smarter than we give them credit for. They, 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 they're asking these questions too. Maybe. And, and the execution is great because, you know, yeah. I... I haven't seen the talk. I mean, I haven't seen any reactions to this show outside of what's in our chat room right now. 
Uh, but one of the big things coming from the Sasha Banks and Bailey series was how they practice it so much, how they have so much time to practice the match so they can go out there and have this all-time classic. Uh, so I figure Nia Jax and Bailey were probably practicing this quite a bit. Now, I'm not one of those who downplays the match because of practicing. No, I mean, do I. you know, The Rock works a WrestleMania main event. He had 10 years of practice on how to work in front of a crowd, right? I mean, it's the same thing, being in the ring, practicing. Uh, but it's all about the execution. And tonight, mm -hmm. the execution was fantastic. In the Bailey-Sasha yes. Banks match, the execution was fantastic. That's where That's it counts. I don't care how much they practice. Um, mm -hmm. But I have no doubt that Nia Jax can execute well with working with Asuka or some of these other women in the performance center, really getting better, really getting better. Yeah. I, and, and I look uh, yeah. forward to it. I look forward to whatever these women do, whatever, really anyone in the NXT, because we shouldn't be surprised anymore. I mean, Dash and Dawson just gave us a really great tag match with Enzo and Big Cass. We should not be surprised anymore when things over deliver. We, we don't have to expect for the best matches ever. But when you have these guys who are working with the same people week in, week out in Florida, in front of live crowds, in the performance center, uh, we should not be surprised anymore. People that are coming out on these shows are doing great jobs. I, mm -hmm. This is a better developmental than what WWE has had before because you're expected when you're in NXT, whether you're on a live event, whether you're on TakeOver, whether you're on NXT TV, you're expected to know what you're doing. And I think that level, you know, having to go in there with the pressure of knowing what you're doing and not just, oh, this is a learning experience, so I can kind of go as I go, uh, it makes people better in those high-pressure situations early. Yeah, and and kudos to Naya for being in this high-pressure situation. Really, other than TV tapings, her first match out. Yeah. Outside of that, I mean... She she's been on what one or two sets of TV tapings. Yeah, in front of a she never she never in front of a crowd not, of ten thousand people. Yeah, not just not just a regular NXT takeover crowd from Full Sail that's right. very friendly and forgiving. Right, but ten thousand people overseas who are rabid rabid wrestling fans. Good on you, Naya. Yeah, good on you. Well, I mean, I would go on to say that Dash Dawson, just with the pressure, with the amount of people, with the lack of experience in front of crowds like this, you expect someone like Apollo, even Apollo Crews, really. I mean, he had the one match in Brooklyn. No other time has he had crowds like this. You know, these guys went out in front of a crowd of 10,000 people. Finn Balor with all the cameras and the different entrances. I mean, you know, Triple H on the conference call going into NXT TakeOver is still on the, on the idea that Finn Balor needs to learn how to work entrances, which is insane. But these guys are going out in front of a crowd of 10,000 people, and Nia Jax did wonderfully. Mm -hmm. There's not a bad thing I can say about anything on the show so far. Nope. Not a bad word. And then we get to the main event. Samoa Joe, Finn Balor. Finn Balor retains his championship in a strong match. Samoa Joe, the type of match that I think we would expect. Samoa Joe dominating early and often throughout the most of the entire thing. And Finn Balor at the end finding a way to win. You know, Taking down the bigger man, Samoa Joe. Uh, and, and coming out, doing his coup de gras, getting the victory there. And, and now we again wonder what's next for Finn Balor. What's next for Samoa Joe? Cause Samoa Joe isn't going anywhere. This guy has been announced for the, the Midwest shows that I think we'll mention here in a bit that NXT is going on. Samoa Joe is going to be there for a while. Uh, so we wonder what's next, but what do you think about this match before we get to the future? I thought it picked up nicely in the second half of the match. Um, I didn't have a problem with the with the finish. I know I saw a couple people that I read comment that they thought it was a little flat, but it's his finishing move. It's supposed to finish you. That that's that you know what? 
I was fine with it. I don't need three or four finishes in a big match necessarily. Right. One finish is is fine for it to be effective for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I'm, and I think that was a good way of of booking this match. It, it was very clear mm-hmm. that the different agents out there kind of talk to each other on this show. That's not what you always get on WWE pay-per-views. You don't always get that on NXT shows. See a lot of the same spots, similar finishes, right. similar false right. finishes. Uh, right. This show really made it you know, feel like every agent talked to each other about the show. There probably were only one or two there, honestly. Uh, mm-hmm. So they kind of knew what every match was going to do. So they can, they can just, you know, not, uh, I think Adam Pierce was there. I think, uh, I think Sarah stock was there and those were the only two really. Um, mm. But yeah, it was a fun show top to bottom. No complaints. The main event, None. main event was great. Uh, great for what it was too. And then now Samoa Joe, I mean, Samoa Joe, does he go away from the title picture? Does he get one more shot? Uh, unlike some of the previous instances where Sami Zayn stuck around the title picture after losing, uh, I don't know if Samoa Joe is going to stick around the title picture. He got his title match, not by winning a number one contender match, but by taking it on his own power, beating up Finn Balor and getting Finn Balor to want that match. Well, now it's done. Now- no, I, yeah, I think, I think he goes down a little bit on the card while other guys go up but he can always go back up by killing all those guys who who move up ahead of him i mean he has that kind of credibility now in the nxt universe and i don't say that as fans i mean in the nxt in the canon in the canon yeah in the canon you know what would be funny to me a program with james storm here okay yeah yeah we we got the questions okay we had austin aries live at the last tapings does he come into the promotion what does what does james storm do and we're going to have a lot of shows coming up for NXT. You know, you know what you could even do here with with Joe is you could find someone to pair him up with and stick him in this tag team division and be awesome. You can be in the tag team division. I mean, Lazy King thirty one from the chat suggests Joe and and Sami Zayn like a good program for Sami Zayn coming back. That'd be good doing Samoa Joe. Uh, Kingston Nicholas suggests Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe. Uh, I don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't think one. they're going to pull that one anytime soon. I don't see that one happening, but uh, I, so NXT takeover London, very good mm-hmm. show overall. Again, yes. Not going to rank it as far as the NXT shows, but a very fun show that I'll probably go back and watch. I know I'm going to go back and watch the Oscar Emma match. I know yeah. that one. I know I'm going to go watch that. And I'm, I'll probably watch Enzo Cass and, and uh, Dash Dawson again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, NXT this week, announced should we should we talk anything about triple h opening the show i didn't think i didn't, of it ha- as a big I, did, deal. I, I didn't have as much of a problem with it because remember that's a that's an alternate universe it's it's kind of an alternate universe and the fact that he was beat up on sunday he's a former pro wrestler he didn't he didn't take as much punishment as sheamus did and sheamus wrestled the next night i mean all all the people on twitter who are saying oh you know sarcastically triple h healed quick he didn't really heal that quick I mean, he's a guy who cook, took a couple of bumps and a couple of spears, and here he is three days later just standing in a ring. And he mentioned it. He mentioned it. It's not right. like it unsaid. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm fine with it. Yeah, I'm, I'm fine with him flying there and not being in a hospital three days later after a couple of bumps. Um, I'd be upset if Vince came out. <laughs> yeah, that, that would probably be a little bit of a different story, but this is, you know, Hunter. You know, this is Hunter uh, the big man, you know? Uh, yeah, I, I found no problem with it at all. Um, the next takeover right now that we know of is going to be NXT takeover in Dallas in April. Right. Uh, right. Will there be one in between that? Maybe, maybe not. Think, we don't know I, yet. I think so. Probably. 
I think there might be in February and and they'll yeah. take the risk of having a short period in between this one and that one. And then that one in Dallas. Uh, uh-huh. But that's a lot of time. I mean, we're talking three full months, three and a half months really in between takeovers. Uh, so I will see what they do there. They're going to have the NXT TV tapings in Atlanta on Royal Rumble weekend. They actually have three tapings scheduled for January. We have huh. tapings. Yeah. January 7th at full sale. January 22nd, I believe, is the date, the Royal Rumble weekend in Atlanta, or Orlando, sorry, Orlando. And the week after that, they're taping TV again in full sale. So they have three TV tapings in January. And what happened this week, this weekend, I think it was on Friday where this all came about, or no, excuse me, on on Monday where this all came about, NXT is going to travel again in the Midwest. And this time, there will be split shows. There will be shows still going on on the same dates in Florida. And the national crew will be in the Midwest going to Milwaukee, Chicago, Detroit. Uh, uh, what was the other one? Pittsburgh. And I think they've Elsewhere, done that Green before. I, th- I think they did too. I think they've done that before. Yes, they've had yeah. shows when they were at the festivals in California and so forth. But this will be five shows where, I mean, this is going to be a full crew, a full show in these mm-hmm. cities and still in Florida. So Green Bay, Wisconsin was a little bit of a surprise there too. They're going to go to Green Bay. So they have five national shows. There is plenty of room to add a guy like James Storm, plenty of room to add a guy like Austin Aries, even if you only have Austin Aries on the Florida shows, really, because they're going to need someone there. What Elias Sampson is going to main event with Rich Swan in Florida. Could be sure, but they need some depth here in certain places. They got plenty of guys, but they could use a little bit of a depth there if they're going to run nationwide for the entire year. But an exciting time, three TV tapings in January and shows all across the country, really. Now, will you be going to any of these shows in the Midwest? I might go to Chicago. Um, okay. But honestly, with Dallas a few months later, and I'm going to go to the NXT show in Dallas, and I've been to NXT live events, I don't necessarily need to go. Okay. I, I don't feel like that that need. Oh, that's where... right. You did go to that NXT I went to show. Columbus. Yeah. I went to Columbus. Uh, so I, I've seen NXT live, so... Uh, which is the first time I ever got to see, you know, Finn Balor live or NXT's Sami Zayn live outside of the El Generico character. So it, it was a fun time, but I don't necessarily need to go to every single one that's in the area. Right. So I'll wait. I'll wait for Dallas. I'll wait for a takeover, a big event. Uh, but it'll be fun. I mean, this is an exciting time for the Midwest fans. I'm interested to see the uh, the Green Bay crowd, the Milwaukee crowd, because these are shows not only not paired with a WWE event, but also shows in what could be considered a weird area for the hot independent fan crowd. I mean, it's not like Green Bay is a big area for a Ring of Honor or Evolve or, you know, some other type of independent. Yeah, that'll be interesting. You know what? I I love this brand so much. It's night and day with me with the main roster, even even though they they had a bit of a rebound on Monday night. Everything, it's not the most technically sound brand in the world. I mean, you know, you can always find better wrestlers around, but it's the best booked brand to me. And I like it. No, very well written. I mean, everything here, nothing insulted your intelligence. We have clear winners. We have clear losers. I mean, this was... A fun show, and we have a few clear directions with Oscar and Naya. Clear I'm happy with it. Clear directions that's going on, um, and just a unique, the unique start time. I mean, we're watching this in the afternoon on a Wednesday. Yes. Would you Would you do this again, Jeff? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, because I can stay awake for this as you opposed could. to falling asleep at at 
the time that, that we usually go on after pay-per-views and whatnot. This is right after work for me. So it's like, get, although I played hooky today, because <laughs> um, I went to a Christmas party last night. Anywho. Okay. Uh, well, you know, but it was, sure. but it's one of those things where, you know, you get, you, you get home, you turn on some wrestling. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm fine with that for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, there you go. Um, before we, uh, before we go, I'm going to try something here on the live video stream. Okay. I'm going to try it. I don't know how it's going to work. Um, okay. I, I don't know what I did there, but we'll see. We shall see what happens. Anyway, uh, any other thoughts on NXT TakeOver? What did anything? you, what did you I, do? Um, I hit a button here on the YouTube that I, oh. I don't honestly know what it does. Oh. So I just kind of uh, hit it. And I don't think nope. anything happened, so we should be good. Um, anyway, so I want to thank everyone who was uh, watching on our stream. NXT is running ROH's Milwaukee venue. That's right. If, if they were running Milwaukee, they're running where ROH runs in Milwaukee. Yeah, they're not trying to put them out of business. I don't think they are. I just think, okay, this is where independent wrestling is run. This is a building we okay. can run. I mean, it's not like ROH has exclusives. Sometimes there are just certain buildings that are good for shows. I don't, I don't have a lot of experience with the ROH building in Milwaukee, so I don't know exactly how big it is. Uh, I'm not familiar with it. I've never been to an ROH show, you know, uh, in Milwaukee. You know, uh, I can't wait till they run American Legion Hall number 308 here in Reseda, California. Right. Right. That's true. Yeah. No, can't wait. With with a main event of Rich Swan versus Biff Busick. Yeah. I mean, why not? Um, yeah, so it'll be fun. Uh it'll be a good time. I want to thank everyone who was in the chat. I want to thank everyone who was in the chat, uh, you know, and and not giving us too hard of a time for the video and audio issue we had in the middle of the show. For those listening on the podcast version, thank you so much. You can follow us along live after every NXT and WWE pay-per-view. The next one won't be until uh, the Royal Rumble. We have about a seven-week break, Jeff. Six or seven weeks. Next Tuesday, we will be back to our regular schedule. We will we'll have a show continuing our top 100 matches. We'll talk about Raw, talk about uh, anything of note coming from the world of WWE and NXT. Uh, we will have shows really all week. Uh, Christmas week, the uh, the New Year's week. We're not going to take any week off, so we'll figure out how the scheduling is going to go. Follow at Shake Them Ropes uh, for information. Jeff is at Crap Game 13. And we will be back on Tuesday with more Shake Them Ropes. In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.